What's up, Morgan? <laughs> I know I sound happy, but on the inside, I'm dead. I'm not well. <laughs> I think, I, like I told you, I was like, I read stuff that I can't believe that I read. And I was just yeah. kind of like, no. <laughs> yeah. By the end of chapter 19, I was like, I refuse to believe that this is where this story's going. Same. I was just like... I. My head's all typed to fucked up. Like, I <laughs> and the worst part is, is like I'm still a Dark Lena fan. Like, I'm still, I, I still want, <laughs> I still Bro, want the I'm Dark like, Lena to prevail. What does that say about us? Like, um, that, dear God, I, I we obviously so- read Twilight as children. <laughs> That's what that says. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're fucked up. We are uh, we're severely fucked up. Welcome back. Welcome um, everybody to Young A at Heart. Today's therapy session is brought to you by <laughs> Audacity. Today's therapy <laughs> brought to you by Audacity. Get help, ladies and gentlemen. Get help. Oh my God, Jesus. Um, yeah. Not gonna lie, the last four chapters that we read, which were chapter twelve through fifteen, I believe, was mm-hmm. like the snowball effect. It was like Yeah. It was like everything was happening at such a quick pace that I was like, Oh shit, oh crap, they're doing this. Oh my god, the Darkling Kistalina. Oh my god, it's gotten way more. And then like, oh crap, there's Mal. And then oh no, like Bagra spilled all the secrets. And I was just like, how much more can this chick take? Well, through chapter 16 through 19, way more. Way more. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. So I'm not going to lie. Like we said in the last episode, (laughs) I got scolded because after going through chapters 12 through 15, your girl was real excited and I could not stop myself from reading chapter 16 and 17 and 18. Uh, <laughs> Stopped at chapter 19, though. But I did go back and reread and caught some stuff that I didn't the first time. But it was, um, I don't know about for you, but for me, after having that whole snowball effect, chapter 16, super slow for me. Super so slow. So agreed. Like, for me, I was reading chapter 16 and even a little bit of 17. And I was like, let's get back to how it was the last couple chapters. I need stuff that makes me want to, like, turn the page, want to just keep going. Right. In reality, like, for real, chapter 16, I actually fell asleep. I was falling asleep halfway <laughs> towards the towards the end of it. And I was like, I got to put the book down. I'm not going to be able to focus and take notes like I'm supposed to. So I pushed through it yesterday. And thank God I did because by the time I got to the end of chapter 17 and 18 and then 19 i was like oh this is heavy yeah heavy shit yes. yeah i think the most that i gathered from chapter 16 was like bagra's plan having her cross the fold by herself like she had this whole thing she was like you're gonna go to what was it, oz curvo i think yeah. she was like you're gonna go to oz curvo you're gonna meet this kurtz trader and you're gonna be a surf a, a woods worker or whatever and i was like so you have this whole thing set up first of all how long have you had this escape plan in progress how long have you had this set up and when were you planning on executing this like okay so for me in chapter 16 what stuck out besides like bogger's plan not being safe 
there was so much stuff that could go wrong with that plan right. that I was just kind of like, this isn't, nah. But like chapter 16, what stuck out most for me was Bagra actually wanted to train her. No matter what it looked like to the rest of us mm-hmm. and to the Darkling, it seemed like Bagra couldn't be bothered with Alina. She was training her, but like she didn't really want to be training her or she was making it super tough for Alina but then we come to find out in chapter 16 as she's going to Alina she's giving her like you're gonna do this and you're gonna go here and you're gonna head north or whatever we realize like Bagra really did want to train her and she wanted to train her so that god forbid that the darkling gets the stag right she wanted to train Alina so that if that were to happen then she would have a fighting chance Bagra is actually a good mother she is she actually is which was crazy because when we found out that she was his mom i was like this woman has been bickering with this kid for like the entire i definitely didn't think she was a good mother when we found out that she was his mom but when she i didn't think she was a bad mom i just thought that it was like one of those things where it's like you do what you can and then your child grows up and you know granted he's like i don't even know how old he is anymore good lord He's like lived so long and he has this crazy ambition, doesn't want to bow down to anybody, wants to be in charge, is willing to do anything to get this power. Like he's like, I've lived so many lives. But see like, that? I'm old enough to do my own thing. I don't have to listen to you no more. But that's you know what I mean? it though. I think that was what made me sit and be like, she's actually kind of a good mother. Alina says that at one point, I think like Bog returns around or something and she can just see on her face everything. This woman has been through a lot then she's sitting here she watched her son go from being this genius kid probably loving heartwarming not greedy in any way to them watching her son become that way over the years and the decades and the hundreds of decades or however long he's been alive and then she realizes like this is it this is what we need to do in order for him to i hate to say die but like you know what i mean in order to redeem him in some way and i was like okay this doesn't make like, her... this is all this is how we begin his like redemption path or, or what have you yeah hopefully the other thing that's interesting to me was that a whole week went by and she had no encounters no army like swarming the paths but trying that's to find her that's explained in like chapter 18 or 19 i believe where the darkling explains what went down they he basically covered for her he basically was just like she's in her room she's not feeling well that's what he he made it seem like she never left that's why nobody was looking for her that's what it said in 19 yes he says it he basically says that like he told everybody including the king that they were going to make a trip to the fold so he confined her to her room to save up energy and whatever so in chapter 19 okay, or 18 i definitely missed that yeah i definitely I missed that i have does. to go back and read because she that. was definitely i think it's i think it's explained more in chapter 20 but mm-hmm. I believe he hints at it. Okay, so in chapter 16, when Alina is all by herself, she's trying to go through with Bagra's plan and stuff like that. Mal tracks her down. He basically deserts the army for her. He kind of is just like, all right, this is my friend, my best friend. I'm going to stick by her regardless. But then it, it is mad fucking obvious that Mal is super jealous of the Darkling, one. Oh. Super jealous. <laughs> Extremely. It's crazy. Then Alina talks about Mal's tracking abilities. How he's yes. supposed to be like the super great tracker, super whatever. But then it comes into question, are these normal tracking abilities or are these 
something else. And like it yes. made me sit and I was like, wait. Yes, because everybody's talking about how good he is, how right. like he's the best of the best, the creme de la creme. Mm. And she always keeps bringing that up like, oh, he's so cocky. But when the Darkling mentions it and she calls that back into question, she's like, well, I wonder. And I wanted to ask you that too. Okay, he's not Grisha, but could he be? Could he be Grisha? Could he have powers like Alina's that, well, not like Alina's, like not like a sun summoner, but could he have powers that are different? I mean, you know? to be honest, I feel like at this point, you you don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's so much stuff that just went down that anything's possible at this point. Yeah. Right? Grisha powers don't have to be just inferny, um, well, heart trender, I mean, and stuff that, like that. Like, obviously, those are like the regular Grisha, right? Like, those mm-hmm. are the general yeah. powers. But like, the fact that Alina came along and she's a sun summoner, and they're like, well, there's never been one like you. Who's to say mm-hmm. that Mal doesn't have similar abilities in the sense of oh these heightened tracker abilities could be some form of him being a Grisha and like exactly they they've just never seen that type of power before I I definitely would like to put some respect on my man's name (laughs) even though you know I'm not really feeling him like that right now but put some respect Um, on his skills I definitely I would like them to explore that a little more maybe hopefully Mm -hmm. in the next couple books because even him himself like Alina says he's cocky but like you actually get a glimpse of this cockiness in, the, in one of these chapters and even i yes. was like all right dude okay like you need to chill, chill out right yeah. <laughs> but in chapter 17 mal is the one that starts to question bagra's plan and he's kind of like this wasn't the best thought out plan obviously and i'm like okay we don't like you right now mal but we do agree that made logic sense i was like that is very (laughs) common sense right there yes man at that point mal is like instead of running we should fight back we should get the stag and to him he's like okay alina has just explained what amplifiers are to him and she's explaining Mm -hmm. everything and so at this point he's like okay bet if we can find something that can give you the ability to beat the darkling why not take it why not do it right we should go for it exactly and i was totally on board with that i was like okay get her to the stag so that it amplifies her abilities god forbid she does have to fight the darkling she's toe-to-toe with him you know what i mean so i do agree granted majority of this book i have been talking shit about mal but that one instance i was like i get it yes I'm like, mm, I guess. Okay. I had a question for you, though, because at that point, Alina was also like, if Bagra was as ruthless as a Darkling, she would have slipped my throat right then and there and had no problem to worry about it. But she let me run away. So what did my note say? I said, honestly, why didn't Bagra or somebody else who knew the Darkling's plan, uh, like the apparatus or whatever, why didn't they kill her? Like, is she still valuable to them? I think or so. Or you think so? I think so only because they're praying to her. The people are praying to her at this point. They're calling her yeah. Sancta. She's a saint to them. They don't know what's about to happen. I mean, the problem with this is she's a saint either way. If they kill her, they spin it, she's a martyr. Also, another note that I thought about was... Maybe the reason Bagra didn't kill her was because, one, I don't think Bagra's as ruthless as the Darkling. However, I don't think the Darkling can come to terms with killing Alina. I think he actually does have feelings for her, and she brings out humanity from him, and he... I think that's... I think that is somewhat true. We'll get to that, like, when we get oh my to God, their interaction definitely. in chapter yes, 19. Yes, yes, yes. 
But it's just like I I asked that because of what, you know, she asked Mal to do in chapter 18. But yeah, I was just wondering. I was like, so she's valuable to the Darkling alive. But is she valuable to anybody else alive? Because if the Darkling plans on using her and they know his plan, wouldn't it be better than to dispose of her? So I think the the problem is, is dispose of Alina and potentially still have to deal with the Darkling or mm. keep Alina on your side who might have the actual powers to defeat the Darkling and not have and to deal with it. Leverage, yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And get her the, the yeah. I was about to say the stallion. What the hell? Right. And get her the stallion. stallion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. And you were right, by the way. Yes. Points for Ashley. They, they did go or they are going and trying to get the stig. See, I just, to me, I was like, hold up. No, nah, this bitch ain't running. I was like, she's, she's got to stand and fight. Granted, it was Mal that gave her the backbone, but still, she, she has to stand and fight for. Yeah, because she would have never been able to go no. on her own. She can't track and she can't survive in the world. But Mal you saw her, could. she was in a hen with pigs Yo. and shit. <laughs> I was like, this is not it. In chapter 17, so much shit goes down, but it was like, it was filler stuff. Yeah. They end up at a village where they do Butter Week, which she mentions earlier on in the book, which was like her favorite holiday when they were Mm -hmm. in the orphanage. And then she goes and she gets a role. And her and Mal. She's so dumb. Facts. She really is because this was not common sense at all. I feel like she does it in order to make something right with her and Mal. Because she obviously feels like there's been a shift. Mal is kind of cold towards her in chapter 16 and a little bit of 17. And she's trying to just win back that friendship how they were when they were kids and that's why i think she does this stupid thing that she does during butter week to get a role and then it just spirals after that like these two guys sneak up on them and then they almost get robbed well they do they do get robbed yeah they do get robbed and she almost gets assaulted really and then it was just kind of like okay we're running into the woods trying to get away from everybody and i was just kind of like can we get to the stuff Bro, can we can we talk about that 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 fight, please? Because first of all, she barely escaped when she was by herself in mm-hmm. Rivals. Yep. Before Mal found her. Yep. When she put the paws on somebody. Yeah. Okay. And then this is the second time. Now, granted, this isn't necessarily her fault, even though it is because she shouldn't have took the role, and that was a distraction. And because they were distracted, they got rolled up on. But. Now she's putting the paws on somebody again. I honestly think because she got trained by Bakken and she honestly knows how to fight now, she's just out here playing Street Fighter. Like, she just honestly <laughs> wants to fight all the fucking time. She thinks she's Chung Lee? Like, we don't have time. Yes. Yes. We don't have time, Alina. Yeah. I need you to go. Okay? I'm convinced. She just wants to throw hands with everybody now. The funny thing is, Bakken's training actually helped her. Because if it wasn't, oh, it if it wasn't for him, she would have gotten caught way earlier on. There was no way. Yeah. And obviously, Mal is very surprised because she didn't know how to do this before. Oh, no. And no, now he's, he's he, hella impressed. He was like, hold up. What he's went like, down in this yo, little palace? <laughs> where did they do that like, at? Uh, <laughs> he was like, where did they do that at? <laughs> where you picked that up at? Chapter 17 was not my favorite. And at the end of it. No. They end up spooning. It did bring them closer together. I don't give two shits if they brought them closer. I don't know. I don't, no, give I don't two care shits. about them. I don't care about them spooning. I don't care about them spooning. The goal of the chapter was to bring them closer together as friends their friendship or whatever well that's what i assume but i guess it was to bring the love interest back together which of course you and me are not for it because we're dark lena fans now I would prefer to even have though he is 
really old and really ruthless and really mean. And I don't know what the hell that says about us as people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm concerned. I just, look, to me, chapter 17 wasn't the best. I wasn't excited about it. It didn't keep my interest. I just wanted to plow through it to get to chapter 18, really. And then once I did, you talk about the chapter that brings them together. I feel like it was chapter 18 that brought them together more. I feel like chapter 17 was like the baby steps to get there. And chapter 18. Chapter 17, the end of chapter 17 was like that first stitch. Yes, that's true. That that mended the relationship. Because there's nothing like a near-death experience. To um, <laughs> you know, mend a broken friendship. Yeah. But in chapter eighteen, we realize Mal has been through some shit in the couple months that Alina was in the little palace. He oh, he God, went through a yeah. lot. So like when she first ran into him in the little palace, she noticed that he had a scar on his face. And in chapter eighteen, it is revealed how he got it. And it just turns out him and his two friends, his two buddies from the army. So basically, what went down is. There's a mission that is given to the army where they need people, trackers, to find a stack. Everybody in the army is like, this is a suicide mission. We have to go to Fjerda to get shit, like, done. Obviously, crossing that border is, like, suicide. Why the hell would we do that? Mal is joking with his friends. He's like, yeah, that is a suicide mission. It is, it is, it is, blah, blah, blah. And the next day, he fucking signs up for it. And I just sat there. (laughs) And his logic is he signs up for it in the hopes that it would bring him closer to Alina. Yeah, that he would be able to bargain with the dark right. and like secure her freedom or something because he thought he, she was being tortured or whatever. He was hell bent. Like his thought process was, I need to find a way to get her back. That right. was his thought process. My best friend. He goes and his friends, obviously, they're like, all right, my buddy's going. I'm going. And they were just not the ones to make it. He says that there was six people who went as a group to try to find the stag and only two made it back. And I was like, damn, yeah. that's trauma. That's, that's that like, is trauma. I was like, no yeah, wonder this and man that's is the reason. Yeah, that's why he looks like he's aged ten years in five months. Mm-hmm. That's why he's like he's not as cuddly and fun as you remember. He's been through some shit, Alina. Yeah, this is also the chapter where Alina makes him promise to kill her if she falls in the hands of the Darkling and the Darkling gets the stag. What I wrote in my notes was in caps, Mal fucking agreed to it. What, sir? I wasn't for it. I was just kind of like, I don't agree with this. You guys should be able to find a solution or find some type of outcome. I know it seems bleak. I know that her thought process is if I'm gone, then he can't use my powers. But then if you really think about it, you're like, but if you're gone, who is going to save everybody you your powers are but what she's thinking is it's the two of them and honestly it is it's the two of them versus the darkling and a whole grisha army and the first army it's just the two of them and she's just learning how to like use her powers and not even to their full extent you know what i mean like even if they're they're barely making it at this point barely and she knows that it's going to be really difficult for her to try to kill an animal like she already knows this and she knows that there's a high possibility that the darkling is probably going to find the stag before she does and there's a high possibility that the darkling is going to find their asses so she has to come up with a plan b she would rather die than let somebody take advantage of her let somebody take advantage of her powers and let somebody potentially kill her best friend i mean yeah that's that's exactly what chapter 18 was all about basically 
And she she says in that chapter that she feels bad that she's putting that weight on his shoulders. And I get it. What you just explained, I understand. But like, again, you're making a guy who watched his other two friends die in front of him. Yes. And now now you killing you. Right. Exactly. And you were the sole purpose. Right. Correct. Yeah. He had no control over that. But he has control over this. And now you're asking him to take your life. That's a lot. That is. It is. That's a lot. At this point, the book has gotten a little dark. (laughs) like, so dark sir. that's why i'm like jesus christ therapy <laughs> yes um then we so oh my god <laughs> those were like the most important concepts to take out of chapter 18 and then in chapter 19 we get a little bit of fluff we get uh mal and alina holding hands when he confessed his oh, feelings sickening. i was like there's a better way of doing this i was like there's a better you, way girl because it wasn't girl it wasn't man hold on i gotta find it because to i me, I was, was like, pissed. this is not how I expected this confession to go. You know what I mean? Like, I was pissed. I was super pissed. He was like, he, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a fuckboy confession. Because he was like, oh, when I saw you up there, you just looked so happy. And it made me mad. Because oh, I wanted you to be right. happy with me, not with nobody else. I was like, Ex- excuse me? Excuse me? <laughs> I'm sorry it took me until I saw you with somebody else for me to appreciate you. Like, what? The fuck? What? This is the confession, and I tell you, this was lacking. So, basically, it starts with, I missed you every hour, and you know what the worst part was? It caught me completely by surprise. I'd catch myself walking around to find you, not for any reason, just out of habit, because I'd seen something that I wanted to tell you about, or because I wanted to hear your voice. And then I realized that you weren't there anymore, and every time, every single time, it was like having the wind knocked out of me. I've risked my life for you. I've walked half the length of Ravka for you. And I'd do it again and again and again just to be with you, just to starve with you and freeze with you and hear you complain about hard cheese every day so don't tell me we don't belong together that wasn't enough for me that was not enough for me i needed i needed more this was what this was telling me was i like you in spite of you being you or i like you and i don't like i didn't think i'd like you do you get what i'm saying no i yeah i get it that you know he's like younger and a little unexperienced so it's not gonna be this whole love poetic like thing i don't need him to be on the darklings level the thing that pissed me off was what he said beforehand like when he was asking her questions about the darkling and then saying that oh oh yeah, you just look so happy. And that's when I realized that I was super pissed off. Like you- But you're right you, though. You realized that you, you were in love with me when you saw me with somebody else. But, but Morgs, you was right though. This is the epitome of a fuckboy. Yes. It is. It is. Yes. It's somebody who had- and I was like, Mal, don't, don't fucking, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but like that little confession, that just wasn't, I wanted more for- the confession from Mal to Alina. Because I, to me, I was like, okay, this is it. If you want me to like you as a character, this confession right. needed to be on point. Was it? No, it missed the mark. She had to leave or be gone or something had to happen to her in order for you to realize, oh shit, I missed my best friend. And then when you saw her happy with somebody else is when you were like, fuck, I'm in love with my yeah. best friend. Yeah. Like, mm. Exactly. Like, no, womp, no. womp. And I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> of course, because he confessed, they kissed. Yes. I wasn't for it. And I was like, my notes are in all caps. And they're like, you've got to be fucking kidding me right now. Right now? Right now? You want to do this right now? Okay. Mad. <laughs> I have never been 
so angry. Besides the time that Jacob tried to pull up and kiss oh Bella, never been so that, angry about a kiss in a book in was, my entire life. I mean, that, that. And I think I'm more mad at this kiss than that kiss. Ooh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lot. Lelina is just getting out of a serious situation shit, bro. <laughs> Back up. <laughs> But then, not for nothing, I understand that Lee probably wanted everybody to, like, fall from Mal in that, that little bit of chapter 19. But then, she fucked up. Because then she brought the Darkling back, and I was like, bad! I was like, yes! Bruh. I know. And I was like, oh, maybe this is where he'll redeem himself. And he was like, I've been looking for you. No. Girl, no. we were so worried. No. He, he yo, he showed nope. up. And the pettiness the pettiness i was oh like my God. he was so angry he's like we saw your little performance i was like Ooh, when he said that i was like i was like oh and then when he oh. he shrouded them in darkness and he was like did you tell them alina did you tell i was like oh, oh yes yes he was like did you tell him how willing you were to give yourself to me and i was <gasps> like oh, 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 oh there was a time and a place dark this wasn't it this wasn't it <laughs> There was a time and a place. I tell you, Darkling. with those those lines, I sat there. I was like, "Ooh, okay, the Darkling's petty. I got it. I got it." Bro, that was it was just like everything that happened. Him shrouding them in darkness. Him calling out Mal. Him calling out Alina. Him just being super fucking petty. Reading chapter nineteen, where the Darkling came up and was fucking up their shit. Mm. I was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. I see now why people are so afraid of him." He is very intimidating, very ruthless, very mean, very petty. I'm a little bit afraid, but also I still love him and I'm I'm very conflicted right now. I those scenes I loved way better than the mouth fluff. And I was all for it. I was oh, like, absolutely. bring it darkly. Show me the pettiness. Show me the anger. I was like, yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, I'm so mad that Alina. I get it, though. Alina couldn't kill the stag. Ugh. So Alina tries to kill the stag. She doesn't have the heart for it. The darkling yeah. knows this. He shoots down the stag. So the, the stag isn't killed, but injured. And so yeah. Alina runs out over. Well, she doesn't run over. She's already kind of close to the stag. Mal runs over. They try to protect the stag, essentially. And the Darkling shrouds them in darkness. And then from there, Alina realizes as he's goading her and Mal, because he's, again, bringing up the fact that they kiss, the fact that they almost fuck, the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, Mal is this and that. He's bringing it up to goad her because he knows her powers, I guess, are connected to maybe her emotions or something. Yeah, so and he, her light starts to falter Correct. when she starts to get insecure exactly so he definitely knew what he was doing in that sense so when he starts doing that she realizes okay i can't kill the stag mal has to kill the stag she tells him that at least the amplifier would belong to mal and not the darkling so we would know mm-hmm. in a sense mal's not gonna call her alina right right so that was the whole plan once she realized all right there's no way of getting out of this we're gonna have to kill the stag regardless mal you're gonna have to do it he can't bring himself to do it no 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 that wasn't the thing he tried to shoot the arrow and then the squalor stopped his arrow oh yeah but that was i think that was before he got to her but the thing that she was asking him to do Mm -hmm. she was asking him to kill her i thought she was and he couldn't bring himself to do it ah okay see i misinterpreted that i thought she was asking him to kill the stag okay that makes way more sense because i was misinterpreting that to me i was reading 
reading it as okay, she can't. She because he would the yeah he would have killed the stag. Yeah, no I, problem. Okay, so I was interpreting it as she couldn't kill the stag, so she was asking Mal to kill the stag. But now that makes way more sense why he really couldn't do it because he didn't want to kill he didn't want to kill Alina, which ultimately they fucked up because she falters. The Darklings soldiers get a hold of Alina. Ivan gets a hold of Mal. Oh, and God. um the Darkling gets a hold of the stag and he kills it and he basically now has another amplifier which he plans to put on alina's neck so they bring in david before in past chapters i've been like genya has to know something most definitely yeah i never even thought about thinking of david as one of the people who knows something but now it makes a lot of sense so he brings david and david fastens the antlers into a collar around Alina's neck and now she this this chick is collared (laughs) the darkling has her collared but I will say this in this chapter the darkling touches her and even though yes even though she hates him right she despises him at the same time she feels something granny I'm sure it's I like to think that maybe she feels a little bit of sunshine for him. Well, in this moment, I don't think she does in this moment because it's like she's dealing with a lot of shit. But she does say like when he puts the antlers around or the pieces of the antler on her neck to see where they would sit. When he touches her, she kind of flinches and that makes him mad. Yo, that that's right the inter- that's the part of the interaction because like he's like he still that he right still there. likes her. No, that right there. That was it. That was it. That yeah. little interaction. I sat there. I was like, oh, shit. Because yeah, so he goes to touch her, she flinches, and he's like, "Bitch, right, bitch, right." <laughs> like I ain't just had my hand all the way up your fucking skirt a week ago and shit, and now all touching you. That was a week ago, bro. <laughs> that was a week ago when you weren't trying to kill me, touching a collar, kill my friend, touching your collarbone, and all make of a me sudden. your slave. Yeah. <laughs> But the it's thing like is, it's a whole bunch of emotions up in this motherfucker. But I don't he, know how to feel. He when he touches her and he makes her use her powers. She describes it as being forced. Like she doesn't yeah. want to let go of those powers, but they they let go on their own. And then he amplifies those powers. So initially he starts off with like just the beam of light, and then he says, mm-hmm. I, for, I forget what he says. He, I don't know if he he's says like more. more. And then it's like okay. Whoop. And it's, it's like way more shit that comes out of her. And she's like, it feels like everything in me is being forced out. Or every mm-hmm. all of her powers is being forced. I was like, damn. Okay. Yeah, she has no control yeah, over anything. Like, oh, all right. I feel you. I want the Darkling to do better. But I feel you. But no, he's a, he's a bad guy. And I was like, oh. I'm very... <laughs> I did not expect this I'm book. I'm so disappointed. I did not expect this book to turn that way in the sense of like, okay, we're going to give you a love interest and then we're going to take him away and make him the bad guy. I know. Did not I'm expect so that. Disappointed. At all. And then to give me a love interest in the beginning that I didn't even like because I felt like he was treating her like shit. And that's the love interest that she's sticking with. Right. That's I the person I'm supposed to like. Right. I he don't, couldn't even give me a, a, a fucking speech. <laughs> That was worthy. He gave you the fuckboy speech. Um, he could have gave me some roses of red shit other than <laughs> that. And I would have been like, oh, okay, he tried. All I have to say is we have three more chapters, right? Chapter 20, chapter oh, 21, and chapter yes. 22. Yeah, so we have and like bonus yeah. material. And then the epilogue. 
Correct. So we have three more chapters, then we have the bonus material, and then from there we are going to jump out of Ravka and hopefully jump into a whole new world where the love interest isn't a fuckboy because I can't take it. <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> oh my god. So let us let us do our predictions and then we will tell you what our next book is that we will be jumping into so that you have time to go and grab that from the store. Correct. Yes. All right. You want to start with your predictions? Okay. First prediction. I really, really want the Darkling to admit his feelings for Alina. I really do. (sighs) I'm hoping that it happens I'm, in the next three chapters. I really do. But I'm, I'm, I wish, I want him to reveal some type of, like, humanity or something that only she brings out in him. Two, I personally think that Mal and Alina are going to make it out. I don't think that the Darkling is going to be able to keep them in whatever way. Um, or at least have mm-hmm. a plan, maybe, to get out. And then my last prediction is I really, really want... Genya to leave with Alina. If Alina leaves, I know I said Genya might actually know what's happening and probably knows the Darkling's plan. What I'm hoping is Genya will have a change of heart because she's met Alina, she's gotten to know her, and that she will ultimately leave with Alina and Mal. I don't know. I don't know. My three, one of them might change because, like I said last time, I had a feeling that Genya was in on the mm-hmm. plan mm-hmm. especially to make alina a slave <laughs> so i feel like genya i'll make that probably my number three i'll go three two one okay um i feel like genya has definitely been in on the whole thing mm-hmm. has known about it from the start mm-hmm. has played alina like a fiddle For just a like the dark lane <laughs> I pity the fool. Uh, <laughs> has played Alina like a goddamn fiddle, just like the Darkling, and knew what was going to happen from the very beginning and had a very big role to play in that. And I feel like she is not the friend that Alina thought that she was. Hmm. And that is going to be revealed. For some reason as well, my number two, I feel like, because in the last a bit of the chapter, the Darkling says, send word to the apparat to be ready. Right. So I was kind of thinking like, oh, well, is the apparat on the Darkling side or is he like not on the Darkling side? Like, I don't know. But for some reason, I feel like the apparat might be someone that tries to help Alina or come to her aid to stop okay. the Darkling. I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like his role is going to be much bigger in the end of the chapter to come. And for my number one, if... It goes, like, as you said in the beginning, even though this book is a series, Mm -hmm. you said that there's sometimes introduce you to the main characters, but then they'll kind of fade them out. And then in the second book, you'll be introduced to other characters. It doesn't really stay on the same story. Yeah. If that's the way that it goes, I think Alina's going to find a way to kill herself. Or, yeah, so that she doesn't have to continue to be subjected to the Darkling's powers. Right. right. Sorry, I know this this, this episode got real dark. (laughs) Um, Morning. (laughs) Morning. Real fast. Um, Well, either that or she's going to find a way to have somebody release her from from, this 
prison. Right. Yeah. Um, because she doesn't, like, because she was saying how horrible it felt to just be used. Right. So either that or she's going to find somebody to try to release her from that amplifier. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it can be done because there's a whole bunch of, like, theory that goes behind that yeah. with um, Grisha theory. Do you so, think David yeah. will have a change of heart and somehow take it off of her? Mm. Even if he does, though, like... I mean, he was the one it that put still it belongs. on I mean, yes, it still belongs to the Darkling, but it should be able to be taken off and on, right? Mm, you're right. You're right. So. Maybe. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. Maybe Genya will be like, listen, sir. <laughs> okay. With that being said, we did decide, because we know that Shadow and Bone is a series on Netflix, um, we yes. did decide that we would do bonus content and watch mm-hmm. the show and compare it to the book. Of course, you could watch the show, too, and then critique with us and see how we react to Ben Barnes playing the Darkling, because that's the only reason why I want to watch it, though. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, God. But this crush. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. But yeah. So what we're going to do is we'll go ahead and we'll decide when we want to do that bonus content for you guys and we'll watch the show. We'll get back on this podcast and we'll talk about it and you guys can listen and see how we feel about it, how you guys feel about it type of thing. Morgan, do you want to talk about what our next book is? Yes. Our next book venture is going to be The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. I don't have the book in front of me, so let me go get it so I can tell you who the fucking author is. <laughs> and I did not, oh, God damn it. I did not Google the name, but I'm pretty sure I'm saying this correctly. <laughs> Embarrassing moment number two. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Mm. Okay. Yes. After we're done with Shadow and Bone and the bonus content, we'll have a whole new episode on getting into the synopsis of this and our predictions. And we'll follow up with the chapters that we'll be reading and we'll start a whole new adventure. Jump into a whole new new world. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, after we're fully done with Shadow and Bone, that will be our next venture for those of you who want to continue reading on with us. And, yeah, that doesn't mean the end of our Shadow and Bone or Grishaverse venture or adventure. We will definitely hop back into the Grishaverse. But for right now, we're going to take a break and then get back to that later. Yeah, I'm hoping that when we get back to it, maybe I'll like Mal a little more. Maybe I'll be more prepared for that love. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he <laughs> needs to work on his goddamn uh, his speeches. speeches. Maybe right. write it down exactly. first. Do a couple of drafts. <sighs> Do a couple of drafts. <laughs> that speech was almost as bad as my love for you fits like a glove, girl. We belong together. Like, what no. the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, my God, no. Okay. With that, though, I just want to say... I love you, Morgan. Oh, chapters. Oh, chapters. Oh. <laughs> um, Morgan reminded me of chapters. So uh, the next chapters we will read are chapters 20 through 22, which is actually the last chapter of the book. Um, and then from there, we have the epilogue. And then from there, we do have bonus content. I think it's the letters Mal mentioned that he wrote to Alina, so we can read those. Maybe... He was able to describe his love a little bit better in those, yeah, those letters. And um, redeem himself if right. he if he should. Right. Yeah. But yes, so that's that's what's next on our agenda for the next episode. With that being said, I just wanna say stay YA at heart, keep it moving, stay positive. We love you. <laughs> we love you. <laughs>
Bye, everybody. Bye.